Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you are tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Soccer Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play, welcome to the show. Of course, I am the legend Sean Roberts, but I'm not alone. <laughs> the bigger, better man himself, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you, my friend? Good, thanks, Shawnee. How are you doing? I am world class. You sound a bit down. Is it because of United's results? or? I think so. I stayed up late for that, yeah. Shall we segment into that and talk us through the worst performance we've ever seen? Well, it wasn't the worst performance we've seen from United because earlier this season we did lose 7-0 to <laughs> Liverpool. But it was up there. Um, I think that... Bruno Fernandes was a massive miss in hindsight. Um, yeah. I thought that we would be able to get by without him. Um, but it also just looked like the players really struggled playing in front of that crowd. Um, a packed house in Seville, um, constant noise. Sevilla came out the gates flying and um, yeah, United just never got into the game. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> where to from? Yeah, I mean, I think the United fans were Massively hopeful, I guess. I think I guess I was as well. Uh, they've been a joy to watch for certain periods of the season. But then you get such inconsistency, right? Yeah, and I think that we need to remember that, you know, Ten Hag hasn't been at United for, for even a year yet. So there's still a lot of work to do. And I, I think that he's done very, very well to make us all believe that United are a team that can challenge for, for European titles, for, you know, at one point the Premier League. He's obviously won us a trophy. But I think that he's done well to paper over the cracks. But mm. the next few months, I think, will determine what the long-term future for United looks like in terms of certain players leaving and certain players coming in. Um, I think we clearly saw last night that Harry Maguire's future at United... Harry Maguire! It's, it's, well, he has no future at United. Um, I don't know, if Sean, if you saw that mistake. Um, an absolute howler from Maguire for the first goal. And it does often seem like people pile on him, um, mm. maybe including myself at times. But uh, high-profile mistakes like that in such important games, um, you know, just can't happen. Basically, De Gea rolls the ball out to him after he's asked for it. He's got three players pressing him, um, two from the side and one from the front of him. So he's backs towards the midfield. Um, and he plays a pass straight to the severe player who then goes on and scores. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think that a, a top quality ball playing centre-back lets that ball roll, um, taking all three of those players out the game. I don't think that Maguire has those capabilities, um, which is then when you point fingers at De Gea and ask whether he should have been giving that ball to Maguire. But all in all, just a, a, a horrible mistake. Um, and then De Gea with a, an absolute howler for the third goal too, coming off his line, trying to control the high ball. Um, totally messes it up and uh, Al Nezri, the Sevilla striker, just slots it home into a, an empty net. So mm. high profile mistakes. I think that in the long run, Ten Hag will be looking to replace these players. We've spoken before about De Gea's um, lack of ability with the ball at his feet. And I think that it'll be crucial for Ten Hag to, to land a sweeper keeper um, in, the, in the near future. So let's see what happens. But yeah, a lot of personal changes probably still expected. Um, very disappointing performance from United. Um, would you know what Maguire's contract situation is at United? I think he has a deal until 2025, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But I do think that, I mean, these rumours that he's he could be sold at the end of the season have been 
going on for the last three, four months now. Mm. There's a lot of teams like Aston Villa. Um, I've seen West Ham, some sort of mid-table teams linked with him. Mm. And I think that this next transfer window will be when United cut their losses because I don't think that he has the ability to play in a Ten Hag system. Mm. Um, he's not as terrible as everybody makes out, but he's just not the right fit. And you can see that when Rafael Varane and Lissandra Martinez are out, possibly both out until the end of the season, um, the, the level, the standards drop quite heavily. Mm. And um, Ten Hag will definitely be looking to do something about that. Yeah, that's a good point. He's, he's obviously a very, very good player. Um, just potentially doesn't fit into the style of play at Man United. Uh, obviously a massive price tag, big, <laughs> massive wages. Um, but potentially a sort of Aston Villa, West Ham player, if that makes sense. He'll, do, he'll, he'll probably excel there. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll do well in a team that defends quite deep. Um, but that's not, not the way that Ten Hag wants his teams to play. He wants them to play further up the pitch. Mm. And, you know... It's as simple as Maguire just not being quick enough. Um, not He's not sharp in terms of the decisions he makes, and he's just not physically quick enough to to keep up with counterattacks from the opposition team. So I just don't think that Maguire's future is at United, and especially if he wants to continue playing regularly for England. Yeah, absolutely. Um, massive result for Roma at home to Feyenoord. Uh, they go through. But let's move on. To come on, City. Um, big result for Man City away from home to, at Bayern Munich. Uh, pretty mundane game, I guess. Uh, sometimes they do end up like that a missed penalty, uh, some weird uh, refereeing decisions, I think. But uh, Man City dominance could this be our year? Obviously, we do see we, we meet uh, Real Madrid, I believe it is, in the semis, which is a you would have thought that would have been a great uh, final. But uh, yeah, what do you think of the game, Cody? Yeah, I think the second leg was pretty comfortable for City. I know that Bayern had some chances, but they never really looked like scoring. Mm. I know that they, they ended up getting a penalty quite late on. Um, but over the two legs, it was very comfortable for City. Very, very comfortable. Um, that first leg was, I think we discussed it last week, some of the best football we've seen all season um, from any team across Europe. So, yeah, I, I do think that this could be City's year. I know that it's something we've said over the past five, six years. Um, you know, you always give a team that is coached by Pep Guardiola a chance. Um, but I do think that this is the season that they could actually do it. Look, Real Madrid will be a very difficult team to overcome, mm -hmm. given their European pedigree, given that they won the Champions League just last season. Um, but, but man football, player for player... I think that City are still streets ahead of them. And, um, you know, they should have wrapped up. I think it was the semi-finals last year, right? Mm -mm. Where they they were pretty much through mm. until two late goals from Real Madrid. Um, and I think that you it, over the two legs, even though Real Madrid had that late comeback, City's class still showed. Um, their superiority still showed. And I think that the next two legs of this coming semi-final and they'll do that again. From your mouth to God's ears, um, Haaland again on the score sheet. I think that was his seventh game in a row, and I think it was his 15th goal in seventh games or something like that. He is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, and he is 48th for the season. 48th of the season. Uh, Real Madrid again adding to Chelsea's woes. 
um, Frankie Lampard, not the best start, could he? No, four losses in four matches <laughs> since Lampard was reappointed as interim <laughs> manager. No, it's not looking good. And look, the fixture list for Chelsea doesn't get any better, doesn't yeah. get any easier. Um, I was discussing it with some colleagues and I, th- I actually, I really think that there's a chance Chelsea do not win a game again this season because you can't, like, I, I know that they started well in that game, that second leg, right? So they had a few chances, they played quite well, they were positive on the front foot. Yeah. Um, but then when things went bad, when Real Madrid scored, I think it was early in the second half, things went really bad for Chelsea and the players began to look really poor. Um, some of the decisions from Lampard, he brought on Madrek, who is a you know a, a speedy winger. He brought him on at left wing back. Um, he only brought on Madrek, Joao Felix and Sterling, I think it was, at 2-0 down. So you wonder why. He never started the game with them if they're the players that you're going to bring on when you need a goal. Um, I just don't really understand some of the decisions he's made. Um, And yeah, I I suspect it will just get worse for Chelsea, honestly. Yeah, not my favourite human on earth, old Frankie Lampard, but a Chelsea legend nevertheless. Uh, Inter through 5-3, AC through 2-1. Some exciting, exciting semis coming, Curti. Let's move on for me to, I guess, a, a massive story worldwide. Ronaldo doing some dodgy gesture mm. after the fans were shouting Messi, Messi, and now they want to expel him from Saudi. What's happening? So look, let's yeah, this is a it's a funny story. I, I don't think that he is going to be expelled from the league. Um, yeah. I don't think that Al Nasser will be forced to cut ties with him. But these complaints started on Twitter as a trend, um, and they have been picked up by some high-profile people in Saudi Arabia, including a lawyer. Um, Nuf bin Ahmed, who's actually filed a complaint with the Saudi prosecutor's office. Um, He's accused Ronaldo of committing a crime of indecency. So for those listening who don't know what happened, he grabbed his genitals um, while walking down the tunnel as fans chanted Lionel Messi's name towards him. This was after Al Nasser's recent loss to Al Hilal in the Saudi Pro League. so, you know, they've been calls to deport him um, and they say that there, there is grounds for deportation if these crimes are committed by a foreigner. But um, Al Nasser were very quick to, I think this was on Thursday or Wednesday, to give some information to a journalist saying that Ronaldo had actually picked up an injury in a sensitive area. <laughs> so... They've tried to cover that up. Look, from what I've seen on the video, it does look like he is grabbing his genitals in response yeah. to those fans. Um, but I'm almost certain that nothing will come of it. But it's a it's a great story, isn't it? It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what <laughs> we talk on this show? I don't know. It's It, it, it blows my mind. Um, let's chat Messi. We, we spoke about Ronaldo. Um, I read this morning, Kurt, that Messi has preliminary booked his kids back in the old school that they were in Barcelona. This tells obviously a massive story, but you never know what you're reading, whether it's true or not. What have you heard, Cody? Yeah, so we've mentioned it a few times over the last weeks, uh, but this, the story's getting bigger. Um, the current situation is that Messi hasn't renewed his contract at PSG, and that will expire at the end of the season. Um, and Barcelona are not hiding their interest. Um, I do think, personally, that Barcelona should be trying to be a bit more discreet about this. Um, I just fear that they're very pub- public pursuit of Messi will ruffle some feathers, mm-hmm. um, potentially even uh, in Messi's camp. Um, you know, I think, so what you're seeing from Laporta and from certain people on, on Barcelona's board is 
they're talking very publicly about their interest in in re-signing Messi. Um, they're saying that they will do everything they can to bring him back. Um, even La Liga's president this week, Javier Tebas, who has been very critical of Barcelona over the last couple of months due to their economic situation, due to the accusations of paying referees, etc., etc. But even he has said that it is possible that Barcelona re-sign Messi if they are able to balance their books in time. But that that's something that won't be easy for Barcelona because there's a lot that will need to be done before they can actually register Messi, right? So they'll need to get players off the books. They'll need to sell uh, one or two high-profile players. Um, and that's something that is likely to drag out. I'm not sure that that can happen in the space of a few weeks. Mm. We must remember that there are players within that Barcelona dressing room right now who aren't registered um, on professional contracts. And the most high-profile example of that being Gavi. He actually signed a deal um, earlier this season, but because of Barcelona's financial troubles, had to have his old contract reinstated, so his youth contract, um, which included him having to take his old number back. So there's a lot of drama at Barcelona. There's a lot of complicated matters at Barcelona in terms of the economic situation. So I don't think that re-signing Messi is going to be as easy as it sounds. Mm. Um, but that said, if they are able to move a couple of big-name players on at the end of the season, potentially it's something we'll see. Um, but it's it's going to be very complicated and I'm sure it's going to be drawn out. And it always brings me back to, can Messi trust Barcelona to get everything done in time mm. um, before, uh, before the transfer window that obviously goes into next season closes. And, and what are the Catalan faithful saying? Are they are they pro Messi coming back? Obviously, they were distraught him leaving. Would they welcome him back with open arms? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's pretty unanimous. Um, everyone wants to see Messi back at Barcelona, including you know non Barcelona supporters. So you can imagine how they feel. Yeah. Um, I do think that there will be some questions about whether Barcelona are going back on what the project they've started. So. Obviously, a lot of new players came in and under, under Xavi. Mm. Um, there's a lot of young, top players, talented players linked with exits now. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that there'll be concerns that they are sort of throwing away certain potential or certain talented players for a 35-year-old, 36-year-old Messi. Um, but at the end of the day, it's something that most people in Barcelona will want to see. Um, and the same goes for people around the world. Absolutely, absolutely good. Um, let, let's let's close off with that story of um, you know PSG's vacant coaching position or managerial position. There's been strong links with Jose Mourinho this week. Um, quite, probably a good fit. What do you think, Cody? Look, I think we all just want to see Mourinho give another crack at managing a, a big club um, yeah. with unlimited resources. Wouldn't that be fun? So you know he's quietly done a very good job at Roma. Um, yes. There unfortunately just isn't enough interest in Roma for Mourinho to be making the headlines these days. But he's doing a good job. He won the the Conference League last season, which I think was Roma's first major trophy. Um, And now he's gotten Roma to a semi-final of the Europa League. So there is steady progress. He's also got them in the top four um, in Serie A this season. Um, There's steady progress. He has impressed those players that he's worked with. He's impressed the fans. But his contract at Roma does expire next season Um, and from what I've read he is willing to listen to what PSG have to say Um, so current head coach at PSG Christophe Galtier is very much expected to move on at the end of the season um, given their performances 
particularly since the turn of the year, um, very, very underwhelming. I think they've lost eight games already this year, which was more than they lost in all of last year. And PSG's sporting director, Lewis Campos, has previously worked with, with Mourinho. So there's a, 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 a relationship that already exists there. Yeah. So let's see what happens. But um, uh, for me personally, I would love to see it. Also, the, the key point here is that Mourinho is a master in Europe. He's won five titles in, in Europe. And that's the one thing that PSG are desperate for. They, they want to win the Champions League. So in their eyes, at least, who better to appoint? Yeah, that, that's very well put. Um, and that's something that's obviously been missing. The money they've been spending, if there's any team that should be winning the Champions League, is possibly PSG. Um, Cody, anything our listeners should be keeping our eyes and ears open for the next seven days? Um, no, Sean, let's, let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Day. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash soccer Google Play, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Robertson. Of course, the legend himself, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Shawnee.